Welcome to Ling Time Chat, episode 17, 16. Really? Wait, well, which one is it? <laughs> All of the above. Um, that's, okay. I really thought I was ready this time. Um, okay. But I'm checking now because I'm really curious. It's 16. Okay. Okay. So welcome. 16. So why did you lead with 17? That's just not what it was. Because sometimes you are looking forward to the future. And, you know, sometimes when you look forward to the future, you, uh, you jump right forward. Yeah, I totally get uh, that. So what are uh, we doing? Well, we are hopefully introducing tone into our language today. <laughs> That's um, right. Because the whole point was to do a tone language, right? Right. And every time I think we're going to make it, we don't. Um, so this is episode, yeah. well, the, the first, the third episode, I will say. Yeah, yeah. I almost third. said episode three, but this is the third episode um, where we're working on this language. And of course, still no name because we literally yeah. haven't even made it through all the sound rules and everything. Um, and, oh, I can go ahead and share my screen. Yeah, that's probably a good idea so that people can see what's going on. Um, so this is our third shot um, at um, trying to get tone into this thing. Yes, it is. And, right. and um, I'll go on. I need to, sorry, I need to minimize my screen so that I can actually work on this because right. it just made everything go full screen. Okay, okay, there we go. Um, I'm all set. Um, Excellent. Ready? So cool. I I am ready. Cool. Um, so to get back into this, I know, I know, um, and I almost like I was going to do a review session, um, but then I was like, you know what? For people listening along, it's been a month, so you need a a, a refresh sesh too. So mm -hmm. we will do some refreshing here. Um, cool. So our current um, consonantal inventory, um, we do have the adjective series for the voiceless stops. And so we have those, we wiped out all of our uvulars um, and we do have some affricates um, at the you know, alveolar, palatal and even velar affricates. Um, other than that, we've oh, that's been- right. Yeah, I know. And you weren't super stoked about the the KS and GZ being no, in the no. IPA chart. And I totally no, get it. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I get it too. Like, it just doesn't make any sense, but that's all right. That's all right. It's fine. But it's there because it's the only onset consonant cluster that's allowed like it. Um, and so anyway, instead of like trying to write a rule for it, I put it in the IPA chart. And we have a very healthy system of vowels. Um, we've you know, yeah. had some fun. We actually have like an unrounded front vowel at the mid-level, so that's exciting. Um, but we, of course, killed the central vowels oh. because, because David. There's, there's no purpose <laughs> to them. And yes, we do have an unrounded uh, vowel at the mid-level, but usually that's not, usually that's not super exciting because, I mean, most of the time you expect an unrounded front vowel at the mid-level. Oh my gosh, a rounded front vowel. Holy yes. cow, thank you. Yeah, 
that's thank that's, you yeah that was an unfortunate i almost said typo but that mm. came out of my mouth that was a speako not a typo indeed it's just um, all coming out of your paycheck <laughs> speaking of when was the last time you remembered to pay me i mean if i'm gonna get um, a paycheck if you're gonna I'm, if you're gonna threaten to take it out i'm pretty sure i paid you the last time you earned it <laughs> 2019. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So if you go to page 12, and that's of course where I am on the screen share, but you're going to need to get there in your document too. Um, excellent. This is this is where we've been working on these forms. Um, and I don't believe, yeah, so we have seven rules that we have actually created. We've applied them to our list of um, routes that we're moving through, um, you know, showing how they, they evolved. And now we need to actually incorporate tone. And so last time we ended with four mm -hmm. suggestions, um, including losing codas, specifically stops, which leaves a high tone in its wake. Um, and then another idea is, you know, same idea, but it's um, a stop coda would leave a high tone, whereas a liquid or nasal coda uh, when it's lost would leave a low tone. But then we also um, had said maybe that yeah. coda would not actually be lost, but it would create a low tone. Um, and then ejective onset leaves a tonal trace, maybe, but not sure what tone um, and a mixture of stress and coda loss um, is the fourth option. So we left it there last time. Um, are you leaning in any particular direction as we start here? I'm, I'm leaning against the top option because we have so few uh, stop codas. Right, like, and well, so then we would like literally only have a couple words with those. Yeah, that, would, that wouldn't make any sense. Um, so, geez, like it's actually really tough. I mean, maybe this is just not a representative sample. I, I mean, it got... is. It is just a random list of roots um, that really my goal in creating them was to make sure we had targeted every sound in the inventory. And so, um, oh. and, and tried to like, you know, get some combinations going that could be interesting. So no, so, it's, it's not necessarily. Yeah, I did forget though. Um, of course I can, uh, I'm, I'm debuting my new glasses because uh, I, I got new glasses. And I was doubly supposed to be wearing them because um, I'm very tired today. And so I like to wear glasses to make it like, you know, cover up my eyes a little bit. So, and, and so now, we and now I think they look great. All right. That's, so good choice. That's what I was, thank you. That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> okay. Hmm. So. so. So I'm um, going to strike through the top option. Okay. Because we considered it. Um, 
And so that is something to think about, by the way, if you are creating a tonal language as you um, start thinking about where the tones come from, um, definitely also be thinking about how much of your inventory that would affect because that would be silly to only have a few words with high tones and um, nowhere else. They, they need to be you know, more distributed. Right. And so. Uh, so I, yeah, okay, so I see what, okay, it's essentially the second option is the same as the first, only we're having the other codas do stuff too. Right. And, and so I'm thinking that I'm leaning towards the fourth option because I don't know what objectives should do to tonal traces. Do right. uh, you have any idea? Um, if they left a trace, and this is just like, for some reason, it's not an actual connection. It's just like, if they left a trace, it would be a high tone. Um, and it's like, I say that as if it's so natural and obvious, but I mean, there's nothing about it that suggests that it has to be high. It just, in my head, I'm like, ooh, objective, high tone. Yeah, I think that, um, I think that we're going to have to go to the, um, what you call it. I think we're gonna to have to go to the internet to see if there's any association between um, what you call it, objectives and tone. Cause I think okay. that there is, but I don't okay. know what it will be. So let's do that. Also, I'm gonna to need to give me just one second. Nobody. Nobody go anywhere. Nobody look at my pants. They're not as smooth. Um, <laughs> yeah. While he's moving around back there, I am doing what you do when you need to do research, right? Just start typing in Google. Um, Oops, sorry. So effective objectives, tone, trace. Sometimes it takes a while to figure out. Um, figure out the right search terms. Um, oh, there's, there are some good articles on the preceding vowel duration, but that doesn't help when we're looking at um, adjectives as onsets. Um, oh, ooh, I think I found it. I think I yeah. found what we need. So there's a whole article here on tonogenesis. So I see I say it right now. Um, and I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna be sharing this um, okay. as a PDF attachment whenever I post the podcast because it walks through um, a lot of different um languages and things and this is for actually the oxford research encyclopedia of linguistics and so and so that's good um so there's tonogenesis by loss of voicing contrast in initial consonants by okay. loss of final laryngeal consonants salient consonantal effects on tone is on page 10 i feel like that's going to be 
My goodness, um, this, this sounds like a really, like, really useful resource. So very, very good find. Thank you. Definitely. That's magic of Google, you know? Um, I, okay, so these effects, all right, so there are effects that are referred to as pitch skip and pitch dip for raising and lowering um, the, the zero format of the vowel that follows it. Um, voice consonants tend to cause lower yeah. uh, formants at the onset of the following vowel than unvoiced consonants. And all of our adjectives are, of course, unvoiced. So that, to me, yeah. suggests that high tone is good. I just um, wondered if the glottalization would change anything. Um, just a second. So there's also implosives and sonorants. Rise. So the format after an implosive and a sonorant rises. And then it falls after an obstruent. Um, huh. Implosives and adjectives involve changes in larynx height and glottal constriction and might therefore be expected to have effects on F0. Um, okay. Variable creakiness, raising of a following vowel has been noted to occur with velar adjectives in Hausa. Voiceless implosives tend to raise the fundamental frequency at the beginning of a following vowel slightly more than voiced implosives do. So that, oh wow, they're, they're called depressor consonants when they lower them. So that's kind of a cool term to know. And so based on what I'm getting this without having read the entire article, just doing my little skip and jump through it based on what I'm seeing here. Um, I think high tone is the, the best bet. Okay, so basically they're not going to do anything different from plain voiceless stops. Right, vowels okay. following stops. Um, I really should have also, I realized, probably sent this to you because I, in my head, I'm sharing my screen. And so therefore you can see everything I'm doing, but my screen that is being shared is of course the pages document. So that- Yeah, I mean, you can do a reshare and just, help. and share the document itself. Um, there we go. I sure can. Um, and then of course that doesn't help you as much because I'm like literally down on page 11, uh, or 12, 12. Um, and so you'll have to let me know if you want me to um, scroll to other locations in it, but Phonetically, it's striking that all the depressed and low tone. So, I mean, let me go back up to the paragraph just a second where this is 
Why the wouldn't paragraph that I'm highlighting. Are they treat, it sounds like they're treating adjectives and implosives as the same. It, I was kind of reading it the same. After this, I honestly don't think adjectives get mentioned very much more because everything really turns to a discussion. I'm gonna go ahead and download that so I don't forget. Um, everything really moves on to a, a discussion on implosives. Okay. And so, um, so there, this chart, it shows correspondence illustrating the difference between high marked and low marked languages. Jeez, look at this. Like, so you have proto, proto Diné, right? And you have Chipoyan and then Guitin and Hupa. And we literally have three different tones. We have low, high, and mid. Oh, but they're opposite. Right. God, that's so weird. They're, they're opposite high and low, and then they both have mid and maybe mid or just no tone in hoopa hoopa might not just be might just be a language that doesn't have tone and that may be it um oh it is right above it hoopa or hoopa uh exemplifies the situation of non-tonal languages mm. and so um I mean that, but this is also an ejective consonant as a coda. We were looking at them as onsets. Um, and so apparently, yeah. obviously as a coda, as a coda, it could mm -hmm. go either way, obviously. But like, are you, are you seeing this? This is unbelievable. This is the second time I've heard of this phenomena. Um, they're suggesting that there were two different glottal stops. <laughs> And um, I've heard about this before in Tundra Nenets, where the, the person who's done all the work on Tundra Nenets insists that there are two different glottal stops and that they somehow sound different. You know, and I'm, you know how, how good I am with being able to distinguish all the finer details of every sound. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, mm. that is interesting mm. though, that, and in the article, it, it suggests that um, lapse into creaky voice for that kind of glottal stop tends to be associated with relaxation and thus lower pitch. Um, yeah. And then the ones that are influenced that would have a rising tone um, there would be potentially a presence of a falling or breathy tone um, mm. from like an earlier final H. Um, and so, so there's that. I'm going right. to go to the next match. Oh, and then this is the only, these are the only other two times adjective. Uh, consonants are specifically mentioned in the article was the paragraph that I had already walked through. And then that chart that we just looked at um, with those languages. Yeah, this data is awful. I do have a suggestion though. So mm -hmm. this is what I think that we should do. So 
Okay, so looking at the data or like the stuff that we have, I think it should be just like we'll get we'll get high tone after voiceless stops, whether they're ejective or not. Um, low tone after uh, voice stops at the beginning. For neutral things, let's just do uh, high tone if they are stressed. So we're going to have stressed. Low tone if they're not. Um, and then we will have an override when we have word final voiceless uh, stops. They'll override whatever it is. They will disappear and leave high tone. That is my recommendation. What do you think? I like it. And I think um, we need to type it up so that way, you know, we yes, remember so that. So I'm going to go back to the pages document um, on the screen. So um so that we can actually type it and i would i mean at this point i would actually we would want it as one of the numbered rules right or do we want to create uh, probably several several steps of applications yeah, yeah. okay so mm. Mm. How do we feel every, about having, yes. Oh, I was gonna say the other thing is like, are we assuming that the tone gets applied after these seven or are we would, like in terms of the ordering of the rules, would they? I suppose, hmm. I suppose that's something that we can consider. Okay. Um, yeah, that's something that we can talk about. Um, and are we okay with uh, words like swa or, or just swa? I guess it would be because we're losing the glottal stop. So swa, we okay with that? I mean, I am. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. Why did I even ask you? Because, what? you know, you... the ash. Yeah. No, but I would meant more like it's just, it's a, it's a monosyllabic word that ends in Ah, swell. Hi, Tim. What do you think swell. about it? Are you okay swell. with it? I'm okay with it. Swell. I mean, <laughs> I keep saying it. It's just so funny to me. Swell. But that makes it a good word, right? Like the more that you could be excited. It's like you're so excited about swag, you don't say the G. <laughs> and you, you put it in a high tone. It's, a, it's an abbreviation. It's a shortening of swag because swag is too long. Hey man, got some swag. I think I think that's I think it's perfect. Okay, very 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 good. Okay, so um, all right, let's try to formalize this then. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, okay. This is where it's going to be relevant where this rule is placed, because okay. if we have. Um, if we have voiced consonants leaving a low, yeah. hold on, let me go back to our proto forms. We did not have voiced stops in the proto right. stage. Right, those okay. came later. Um, 
Okay, so then that means that we should put these tone rules at the very least after rule three. Right. So then we have some voiced stops that we are, are these crooked? I swear what? to God, I, th I thought this is the first time that I put these on when I was at the at the, the, the optometry place. Um, are, are they crooked? Are my glasses crooked? At this very moment, no. Yes. No. You're sure? I mean, your eyebrows look evenly played. Well, now. <laughs> Do they now? Uh, <laughs> now they look even better. Um, <laughs> And David is would, doing weird things with know, his eyebrows. Did, did you know I could do that? Did you know I'm a person that can do that? I did not know that you could do it or do it that well. That's actually quite impressive. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you're just having fun looking at yourself, raising your eyebrows. Yeah, raising um, one eyebrow. Can't can I do it with the other. A um, little bit. And this is this really goes well with with tone. Um, can, can you do it? Can you do a high tone eyebrow, uh, a high low melody? With <laughs> not your like you can, not like you can. And like, I have to think about it. And then I have to like really lower the other eyebrow. Like I oh, can't. Hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Hang on, hang on a sec, hang on a sec, hang on a sec. Um, uh, you, you uh, say something again. I am trying to do a podcast here and you are. Sorry. Okay. So, me. so. <laughs> <laughs> what what had happened was this um no i uh the uh, pest control company called and it put the ringing into my airpods and it knocked you off of the airpods gotcha. so for a very a very brief moment but then i guess it doesn't matter because you're recording the audio on your end doesn't it yeah yeah that i, I shouldn't have said doesn't it there huh you're recording the audio on your end aren't you you are on fire today. Okay. Yeah. This reminds Let's... me of one of my favorite jokes on The Simpsons, uh, Confused, would we? <laughs> so after rule three at minimum, least, yes, because that gives three. us post-nasal voicing. So we have something going on there. Um, post-nasal voicing, though, also means that um, we're never going to have a Coda, that is a voice nasal or a voiced uh, stop, which is fine. Um, no. But that does mean like if we want voicing to affect it, it needs to be forward. Um, but we could leave that, you know, if we're, I've just kind of uh, tacitly assumed in my head without saying anything out loud and without writing anything in this document that we were doing high-low. Do you want to do high-mid-low? We actually had already made that decision and we wrote it. We did. Yeah. We did. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to pull that up too so that way people can see it whenever they're watching the YouTube um, version. So um, we have high, low, and falling. Rising tones are not permitted. Okay. And so that gives us more things to play with too, because, um, you know, like okay. to, to get more variety in the, the tones. So, okay, so here, here, are, here are the thoughts that I'm thinking right at this moment. If 
we were going to do the thing that I just thought but didn't say um, and had a stress system where it was just a simple stress system where it was like, you know, penultimate if it ends in a vowel, ultimate if it ends in a consonant. And then we were going to say that voiced codas leave a low tone trace. It would mean that every single word that ended in L or N would end on a falling tone. Like it would, uh, it would just have falling tone there. You know what I mean? Okay. And mm, not sure if I want to do that. I don't know what your thoughts are. I guess it depends yeah. on how often we would have word final ins and L's. Um, right now. Yeah. L, N, and M. Right. M is in Mansi. <laughs> um, an archer joke. <laughs> over my head. Mm -hmm. Oh, so right now that that, that would be yeah that, that would be four of our current roots yeah mm. yeah so it i mean it's not like it's going to be if uh, hmm. okay like for if me start... i would be okay with it but okay if we started counting things though mm -hmm. if if we started counting things and we started like doing this, like, um, what's a thing? What's a thing? Like, well, it could yeah, be like, anything, like, really. Like, a desk? Yeah, like tally marks. Yeah. Um, or like, um, like tally marks, or, you know, like when you're stacking up orphans and you see how, who has the most orphans? Um, <laughs> that type of a thing uh, like a like a t chart like um a pro and con list right okay yes sure. and it's like and it's like we we just add up how many votes this syllable has for low and how many votes it has for high and it's like if it has more votes for high it's high if it has more votes for low it's low if it's even then it's falling hmm? okay gotcha yeah. Okay. Okay. And now I, I get what you were saying, although stacking up orphans, I'm still a little bit lost on. Um, okay. So there is. But that's that's um, quite a right. I get what you're saying, and I'm on board with that. And yeah, that good. would create um, a lot of variety in the so world. So just to just to to catch everybody up, there is this ama amazing sketch by the state. The state is one of my favorite sketch comedy groups of all time. Um, and they have this game show sketch where um, <laughs> it's like they, they, you come in after the end of round one and you know the host is very bubbly and excited. And then you see the two contestants who are very disturbed. And he says like, all right, at the end of round one, let's you know check in with Sam and Judy. Uh, so Sam, you have four orphans. And uh, Judy is right behind you with three. And uh, I says, um, I was given to understand when we signed up for this that we would be winning things like money or prizes. <laughs> it's like, and he's like, no, you're, you're, you are playing for orphans. He's like, <laughs> the other woman's was just like, I can't, like, I don't, I don't object to, uh, you know, orphans wanting to be adopted, but it's like, 
I live in a one bedroom studio. I can't have three orphans in my house. Can, can you have a one bedroom studio? Isn't a studio by nature zero bedrooms? Oh, you're just really on me right now, aren't you? Okay, excuse me. I live in a studio loft or something. I don't know what the exact joke was. Anyway, so then they go on to like start, you know, <laughs> asking questions. <laughs> it's like they say, uh, like the final question was like, um, uh, like name a type of boat. And so then the guy says, wooden. <laughs> like, hmm, wooden, that's weird. It's like, and how many orphans are you going to risk? Uh, all of them. <laughs> oh, you. And the woman says, uh, now name a type of boat. She says, um, blue. And then he says, hmm, judges, can we accept that? It's like, uh, boat, boats can be blue. Boats can be blue. You win. She says, wait, that's not fair. Boats can be made out of wood, too. He's like, hang on. Can boats be made out of Boats can be made out of wood. <laughs> You've doubled your orphans. Uh, it's a fantastic sketch. Anyway, um, so what were we doing? Going back to tone. Oh, um, right, tone. Yeah. Gotcha. And, okay. and we're going, going to essentially have several different things that will influence tone, leaving certain tonal traces. And yes. we're going to, you know, like basically count them up and, and see what, what stacks out on top. Okay, let's do it. All right. So voiceless, do we ever say voiceless stop or voiceless anything? Because I think voiceless fricatives are actually depressors, aren't they? Um, I'm sorry, voiced I, or voiceless fricatives. I think fricatives, no, no, no. I know they're depressors when they're codas. Yeah, um, I think fricatives and stops tend to both be depressors. Um, mm -hmm. But wait, that the no, voicelessness, voiceless is a razor. Okay, 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 okay. So got it. All right, so let me write this down. Um, voiceless consonants plus one high. Voiced consonant onsets. This is what I should be doing. Yeah. Onsets plus one low. Okay, so then um, do we want to say that with nasals and liquids too? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's 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 have fun with this. Let's just go nuts and just do as we will. Um, stress plus one high. There is actually an interesting paragraph as you're typing um, yes. that talks about that in most cases, they don't actually think it's voiced versus voiceless that causes the difference in terms of whether it's a depressor or a razor, um, that it, it's more about how it's produced. And so they're attributing for languages where it appears that there's a voice consonants do this, voiceless consonants do this difference, um, that what's actually happening is um, differences in subglottal pressure and longitudinal vocal fold tension um, because the voiceless consonants have greater tension and that's actually what leaves the higher tone. 
Okay, then let's. So that's just kind of cool. Uh, yeah, let's revisit our inventory here. Um, okay, so we only have voiceless proto consonants, so we don't have z or edge. We don't have either of those actually, even in the modern language. Yeah, we, we only have the. Voiceless. We only have voice stops and affricates. Okay, mm -hmm. got it. All right, all right. So then I guess it's really up to us then. How tense do you want your S's and S's? And do you want them to have the same level of tension or different levels of tension? And let's see how we can try to simulate this. I'm trying to think of like a really good way to um, demonstrate how this might work. Um, so it's like, okay, so there's different types of S's, right? Mm -hmm. There's like, you know, there's apical versus non-apical, and then there's that hissy one versus the non-hissy one. Um, and then there's pharyngealized. So it's like the most English speakers, I think, have the um, non-apical S, so uh, soda as opposed to soda. Okay. Did you, did I actually do that correctly? Like, did you hear a difference? I think I did, but maybe I'm hearing a difference because I was looking for one. God, I hope so. So, I mean, no, no, I mean, I hope there was a difference, not that you heard something that wasn't there. Um, soda, soda. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, basically the tongue tip is a little bit forward. And some languages have that, whereas like in English, it's more of, um, it's more just something that certain speakers do, which is just uh, something that I take note of and find interesting. Um, and okay, so interesting with my linguist hat on, I, I hate to admit this, but I do find it a little annoying. Um, I don't know why. And I shouldn't say that. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. Look, my Auntie Lisa does it. And so like, I just always notice it, you know. Um, I, I love I love my auntie Lisa. She is a she is a fine a fine woman, but she will say, you know, David, do you want a soda? And it's just like, mm. and do you decline the the soda because it's not soda instead of soda? Yeah, I mean, I I would, but I just decline it anyway because seriously, who wants to drink something carbonated? It's awful. Just, <laughs> awful experience um, oh, like why would you so okay so but then there's also like uh pharyngealized s like in arabic um sadiq is uh i'm sorry i did that a little bit off sadiq sad sorry sadiq 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 i i i have, I have a trouble i have some trouble with that one but the word for friend in arabic has a pharyngealitis s a pharyngealized d and then uh q so it's a very um it's a very difficult word to say for uh, Westerners. Sadiq, sadiq, sadiq. But it's like basically the back of your tongue is right where the ah sound should be while you're doing the S. So sa versus sa. Sa, 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 sa. And I know that it produces a, a difference in the vowel as well. That's right. uh, honestly, that's that's the main way I can hear and produce the difference in Arabic was just focusing on the vowel. Um, but um, 
I feel like that one has a lot of tension. And so this one would be more likely to leave a high tone trace okay. um, than just regular. That feels very lax to me, very loose. And apical, a little bit more tense. So I'd say pharyngeal or apical, a little bit more tense than the than the other, which would be a little bit lax. So um, I don't know. Bearing that in mind, what type of S do you think that we should have for our proto language? Um, I mean, obviously, since you're not a fan of the apical, we need to do a. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, I honestly, I'm not feeling a major opinion one way or the other. Mm, that's too bad. Um, um, let's see. Are you are you leaning one direction? Uh, I will tell you about the first time I saw this this commercial with One Direction and Drew Brees, and it was all like a thing about how they were both big, and like it was clearly like, like oh these are like two things that are really big from separate you know worlds, and I'm like. There's this part where they're like, you know, we're one direction. I'm like, who the hell is that? Like, because it's like, it'd be one thing if it was like, you know, it was like they were being presented as some established, super popular thing. And I had never heard of them. It was ridiculous. It was like if that commercial had happened two years later, I would have accepted it and still but hated not then. it. But not that. But no, it was just ridiculous. Do you, do you think, though, it's really just your age group, that your age group, not mine, uh, that yeah, didn't right. know them at the time? Yeah, that's true. As 40-year-olds, we, um, you know, people in their 40s, we uh, mainly just watch daytime TV and uh, talk about the weather and sedans. Um, I mean, you wild people in your 30s, you just... <laughs> listen to we, One Direction. We know about your, One Direction. Yeah, we and, knew about it before. And your BTS and your uh, 21 Pilots and all that. 21 Pilots is good, though. Oh, um, God. Okay, so. No? No. Okay. Okay, they're Okay, so here's what's happened. Like three separate times, and we can actually go into my Shazam to verify this. I have been tricked into Shazamming a song on the radio that ends up being by 21 Pilots. Everyone, every time I'm like, mm, how dare you? You got me again. It's the same song every time. It's like Ride or something or something like that. I don't know. Um, Do you know? I, I don't know. I really stressed out and heathen are my top two songs I know by them. So maybe, okay, it may be stressed out. But I do um, think there is one that's something like car something. It may be like car ride or something. Yeah, something like that. But neither here nor there. What's yeah. more important 
mm-hmm. is um oh right the tone thing okay get, so i know the, I, the tone i wrote up some rules for the uh for the toned thing so i i have some potential things there to allow us to tally up um and um so what i've got right now is uh oh wait that's right we didn't okay how about this um sibilance plus one low okay voiceless consonants are going to give us plus one high voiced consonant these are onsets are going to give us plus one low sibilant uh sibilant onsets are going to give us plus one low stress is going to give us plus one high unstress is going to give us plus one low voiceless stop codas are going to give us plus one high um and disappear so okay. that is what I've got at the moment. And then the question is, do we want to add anything else to this uh, list? All right, and so we had, did we want to specifically have something for um, adjectives separate from voiceless no. consonants okay no basically that's what we that's what we determined with with all the papers we're like nope adjectives aren't going to be different they're just gonna okay. you know leave um uh you know high tone the just like the other voiceless consonants so uh, right in terms of tone like you know uh tapu will be the same as tapu and did you want to do anything with um other codas Oh, right. Voiceless stop codas plus one high. Uh, voiced codas plus one low. Okay. All right. Momentarily, my my eyes um, weren't separating the plus one H and disappear, and it was just like plus one hand disappear. Ooh. I like that idea. Here, check this out. You got a magic trick. You ready? Are your hands gonna disappear? Okay, watch. Just, 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 mm-hmm. you know, watch this hand. This is, right? You do remember that this is actually a podcast. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? And your disappearing hand trick, which was actually not even very good, won't be seen until later. Okay, okay. Much later. We're, we're, we're actually, we're nearing the end of season two um oh yeah that's true yeah so um and we just put all these up in a batch like uh, like we we just do it netflix style um we make you wait for a long time and then release um we could do one at a time i mean we could but seems like a lot of work (laughs) it does and we'd have to remember um okay so all of this sounds um this sounds good for me um good where do you want it to come rule wise um let's take a look nasal assimilation uvular coloring post nasal voicing it's got to come after that uvular velar merger um Honestly, I don't think it matters because five through seven is um, all about vowels. Yeah, 
and those aren't going to affect. And then the uvular velar merger, it's still going to be okay. They're not under the same tonal rule. Okay, this, so they're not ordered with respect to each other, but I think it should come after the uvular velar merger. Um, okay, because this is essentially basically what this is saying is like distinctions are collapsing here. And so this is the distinction collapsing phase of this language, or rather the distinctions are being shifted from one area to another. And so that's why I think that it should go there. Um, and maybe the uvular velar merger can be what kicks it off. That is my thought. What do you think? Right. Okay. All right. I like that. Okay. So then, um, Let's, oh, they're corresponding velar consonant buddies. That's cute. Um, I'm gonna call this, we're just gonna simplify this and call this tonogenesis. Goes to plus tone. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. the, yes, the, the vowel gets tone. Yes, voiceless stops, collapse into, um, voiceless stops collapse into glottal stops and glottal stops leave a high tone trace on the um, previous vowel, okay? Um, um, can you, can you change yes. that actually though to, um, Voiceless stop codas. Yes, voiceless stop codas. Thank you. Because we don't want to get rid of honest. all. Yeah, you're no, welcome. No, no, we don't. Otherwise, we would get rid of all voiceless stops. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so um, leaving a high toe trace on, on the previous vowel. At this point in time, the phonological system reorganizes itself um, and uh, becomes a, and the language becomes, language becomes fully tonal. Okay, let me think how I wanna do this now. I wanna do next. Um, hmm. Okay. Um, Did we wanna also, um formally mm -hmm. specify uh, somewhere that um, the stress was penultimate if ending in a vowel. <laughs> yeah. Ultimate if ending in a. Yeah, we probably should. I'll, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just do that here. So I'll, I'll make that a part of this. Um, okay, so um, the old stress system, you laughing at me? You I laughing know. at me? Well, hang on. Or due to you. All right, the old stress system um, is uh, replaced. Uh, the old stress system, okay, where, um, where, what was I gonna say? Um, where, okay, so words ending in codas are stressed finally, and words ending in, I'm sorry, not codas, in consonants. I mean, same thing. Words ending in consonants are stressed finally, and words ending in vowels are stressed uh, on the penultimate syllable. Well, stress yeah, is I mean, abandoned. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, 
whether you would type consonants or codas really it's saying the same thing because yeah i know consonants are codas so yeah it's really silly um what you gonna do <clears throat> okay uh okay so then hold on just need to think here okay so um the result of this is that uh syllables that used to have stress now have uh now we'll get high tone unless they are uh, counter uh, how about unless they are gainsaid by a by a gainsaid yes by a depressor it's a real word it is 100% a real word. You know that I know that's a real it's a word, real, right? I, I know it's a real word. I don't okay. think I've ever had somebody just so casually drop it like that. Yeah, well, get used to it because I drop gain said left and right when it's appropriate. Um, and in this case, yes, unless it's there, gain said by a depressor consonant. Um, voiced consonant onsets leave a low tone trace and as do sibilant onsets. As do sibilant onsets and voiced codas. Stress syllables also take low tone by default. Also um, while you're typing mm -hmm. that, and I know you need to like talk through what you're typing since you know people are hearing this, but just as a mm -hmm. really random thing, I looked up the origins of gainsay because I was like, why, why does it mean to go like to contradict something if you you think about like to gain something? That's anyway, and it's actually because it's from an old um, prefix that meant against, and it's really like literally where we also have our word against from. Um, oh. So it's like to say something against essentially. Mm. And so, and I'm guessing the, uh, in cool. a, the uh in against probably is the same little prefix that we see in like a go, right? You know, I would think so, but I'm looking it up. Um, of course, I need to look up again to be able to find against. Um, you know, actually, it may be different because this again again comes from the Old English ongion, and so oh. it had the O-N. No, oh, not again. But against is from again. Well then, I've learned something new. It is What about again a going ahead? With, well, I was just going to say against has the S adverbial genitive, and then the T was probably by association with superlatives as in amongst. Mm. So that was just, that's how we get against a go. Um, we say towards and forwards and backwards. Is that why I have that S? Because I like to use that all the time, but it's like, I do. In a, not inappropriate, but like less I than use formal. It. Yeah, so I, I totally think it's a it. British American distinction, quite frankly. Um, hmm. A go is actually just listed as a go. It, it doesn't provide any breakdown. A head comes from the a prefix meaning in or at. 
All right. Well, let me let me see if I can come up with something a little bit better here. Just a second. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a, a quick little jaunt ski over to Wiktionary and see if they got anything else for me. Uh, from Middle English to go Agon, from Agon, from Agon to go away to pass, Perjumatic out. And so it comes from Uts. And that gave descendants English. But, well, but it says equivalent to a plus gone. And there's that a prefix up, okay. out, away. All right. Okay. So glad that's settled. And now we can go back to the, the gainsaying of depressor yes. consonants. Okay. Yes. And you left off. We have voice consonant onsets, leave a low tone trace, as do sibilant onsets and voice codas. Unstressed syllables take a low tone by default. And now you're ready to keep going. Um, shoot, was there anything else? Now I've totally, now like I've totally forgotten where I was, just completely and totally, completely just forgotten exactly. Okay, so I'm gonna read this again. Voice of stop code is collapsed and a glottal stop, so glottal stops leave a high tone trace on the previous vowel. At this point in time, the phonological system reorganizes itself and the language becomes fully tonal. The old stress system, where words ending in consonants are stressed finally, is abandoned. The result of this is that syllables that used to have stress now will get high tone, unless they are gainsaid by a depressor consonant. Voice consonants, onsets leave low tone trace, right, as do sibilant onsets and voice codas. Okay, I think then that is actually all we need to say. Okay. Um, well, not everything, because then you have to mention that how, however you want to word it, that yes. if there are more. Okay. Uh, these, um, let's say, let's call these, uh, these tonal influences will fight amongst themselves. War, if you will, for control of the syllable. Should the, should the high tone influences win out the syllable, <clears throat> the syllable will have high tone. Should the low tone influences win out, the syllable will have low tone. Should there be a tie? No, I want to make this even better. Excuse me. Uh, in the event of a tie, the syllable will take a falling tone. And then let's say how these things are going to be written in our aromatization. So high tone, e.g. Good. Uh, so we'll have low tone, e.g. just like that. And then falling tone, e.g. like that. 
And so for the people who can't see EG like that. Um, right. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting that everybody can't see this. I mean, they'll eventually be able to see. Oh, I'm so sorry. So uh, my bad there. My bad there. Okay. So um, high tone is going to get an acute accent mark. Um, low tone is going to get nothing because it doesn't, you know, you should have something. So like low tone will just get nothing. And then the falling tone is going to have a circumflex accent over it. And that is how we are going to write the tone part of the language. Okay. Um, do you want the circumflex or do you just want the grav? Because we're not using that for low tone. Or would that be no, like that would be... cognitively confusing? No. no, that would be very confusing. So no, there's like no way that we would do that. But, um, you know, thank you for the recommendation. I. Um, I take all recommendations very seriously from my employees. <laughs> Your unpaid employees. Um, awesome. <laughs> Paying you an exposure. Wow. wow. Um, okay, so let's go ahead and like actually walk through and um, apply these rules to at least a couple. I'm looking at the time. I know yeah, we're, we're almost coming yeah. up on the end, but like. I also though just want to leave these kind of <laughs> somewhere so we don't have to read a whole paragraph to remind ourselves. Oh, and yeah, so no, having it no actually problem. written out with the, you know, stress does this, unstressed does that, um, I think will be very helpful. And cool. so we're starting small because we just have um, pale. Okay, so and yeah, let's let's go through it. Let's add it up. We've got a voiceless onset, so that's plus one high. Yep. But we have a um, voice coda, so that's plus one low. Right. And then for a one syllable word, that has to be that uh, that's where the stress is. <laughs> that is where the stress so plus is. One, plus one high. Um, All right. And I think that so, means that high is the winner. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Very good. Then uh, I guess we're just, uh, well, we're probably about done with our sound changes, I think, at this point. So there we go. Pale, pale, pale or pale? I like it. It's, no, uh, no. I think it's pale. Pale. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Which um, feels then, like it's it's the word for like a like a, a rice dish or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like some sort of savory, creamy rice dish, you know. Pale. Sure. Okay, so yeah. for the next one, should we keep us moving along here? Um, yeah. we do have a two-syllable word here, and um, but it ends in a consonant, and so it's gonna be stressed on the final syllable. So um yes. is going to have that stress. So looking at the stressed syllable first, or do you want to start with the unstressed syllable since it's first and we would type it first? Um, yeah, that's probably a good idea. Okay, let's do that. So first syllable, we have no onset, so nothing happens there. Um, what's next? We have a voiced coda, so it gets plus one low and it's unstressed, so it is definitely a low. So Yes. And so we, oh boy. 
We have both well, just do... Ash and Ah. Uh, we're gonna have to type something for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna write a little a little bitty note ski here. Um, we haven't actually done like an official romanization yet, but I think that should probably be like um, oh, the next episode. Yeah, no, no, no. Hold on a sec. Um, that will be that, and then this will be this, and then. Uh, for all of the so what he's saying is that the ah will oh, just be the right, normal right. roman a yes um and that the ash sound will be an a with an umlaut over it all right and then are you ready Which for this i'm really i interested in seeing how you're going to mark tone i really don't think that you're ready for this i'm just going to i'm just going to say that right now that you are completely and totally unready for what I am about to do. I'm stalling because I'm not finding the thing that I want. Where the heck is it? Don't are you, lie to me. I know it's here. Are you trying to find the one where it's the umlaut and the accent mark together? Oh my God, it's just ruining it. Why are you doing this to me? Like, it's supposed to be here in the thing. Not like that, but like the other one. The, the one that's more common. The double down is not as common. It's the double up that I want, the double. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're doing. You're extending the two little dot umlauts and you want the double acute accent mark over the A. Yes, but I wanted to surprise you. Now, now I don't get to do that. You also <sighs> maybe don't get to actually put it in there if you can't find it. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. This is this is how you write it in Hungarian. How right? you? I, oh, I don't know. Absolutely, that's that's how you do it in Hungarian. Like this should be basic because Hungarian is a big language. They like gave us most of our monarchs, right? What's really interesting is that the. <laughs> Double grav. I'm totally listening. The double grav is easily findable. Yeah, I'm not I know. Seeing any double acutes. Um, I hate this. Okay, I'm gonna but have to go to now. I'm gonna go to Wikipedia. Here we go. Hungarian language. And as he's searching for this, um, I'm gonna keep typing. Right. Um, and so we've got the ash. We've got the n. We got the G, Z, and then we have the second syllable, Gzit, which of course is the stress syllable. So it's got that high tone. So there's one for high. Um, it's got that voiceless, um, the voiceless coda, the stop coda. So that's another one for high and then it's gonna disappear. Um, and then- Oh my goodness, of course. Oh no. David's going to cut me off. Um, but it's got a voiced onset, which is plus one low. So we've got two high, one low. So high still wins out. And so that will be a high tone yes, on, and, the, and, on that note. But if I can just no interrupt tea. you again, please. So the a, ah, like, there's no front vowel in Hungarian. There's no A with an umlaut in Hungarian. It's just a U and an O with an umlaut. So those are the ones that have the double acutes, not the A. Ah. And that was 
totally my bad. I am so sorry, Hungarian speakers. I blew that there. Um, okay, and now I'm just questioning everything. I think we're just going to have to use Ash because there is an Ash with an acute accent. Now it's just a question of if there's one that has a circumflex accent. There's that. Well, I mean, we can make it have one. Ah, this is terrible. Ah. Why don't, but you can just use like the IPA keyboard and give it one, give it a little hat. It's better if it has its own Unicode spot, and then it's more likely to render correctly. Uh, it's, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Combining diacritical marks. Okay, well, it's fine. All right, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Okay, it's fine. This is silly. This doesn't even matter. All right, but okay. So yeah, Angzi. Okay. Pale Angzi. Should we now do we're ready more? for the yeah we're ready for the next word and you're going to say it. Okay, so stressed high tone, uh, which is a high tone, n which is a low tone. High tone wins. And so, oh, well, now we can do it. <laughs> and we are back in the good graces of Hungarian speakers everywhere because, ta-da, tin, tin. That's a and cute with, word. And with that, I think that we are done. <laughs> Love it. Um, excellent. So yeah, so we're finally applying tone. We can pick up here and remind ourselves how to re, you know, apply the tone to finish these out. Um, and we can focus in the next episode. I think it would be a good time to focus on romanization and yeah. strategies thereof, because I know a lot of people have asked questions um, about romanization. And so I feel like that could be fun for us to focus an episode on that. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't take a whole episode, right? I mean, no, no, but I mean, there's so many more things that we can do um, mm. to, you know, continue in the language. So um, I know, and I know that there are definitely patrons interested in um, really talking through a lot more verbs and what verbs can do. So I'm excited to. Um, I know it's your favorite. I'm I'm excited to like kind of settle into that too and, and have some episodes where we can discuss all the fun things that verbs can do. Yep. All right, cool. Well then, I guess everybody, thank you for listening since you were listening and not watching as I remember, as I always, always. remember, as I always yes. keep in mind. And uh, yeah, so then, I don't know, stay. Like, Stay grammar. Yeah, there we go. Bye, everybody. And until next time. Oh. Bye. No, you want to say bye too? Yeah, there we go. Bye, everybody.